Welcome to Armenian Women Empowerment with your host, Jackie Marashlian. This is a combination podcast of solo production and interviews of Armenian women entrepreneurs who serve to uplift and empower our thriving community of Armenian women each day. You will hear Jackie's personal story of how she survived an emotionally and financially abusive marriage and how to identify and prevent the abusive banter toward you and your own. Together, we will learn to take actionable steps towards empowerment and take control of our lives and what's being said about us. Let's switch this conversation up and embrace our strengths and become empowered. Hi, and welcome to another Armenian Women Empowerment. I'm your host, Jackie Marashley, and I appreciate you listening and educating yourselves on the many different ways that you can be empowered in your lives and not allow others to disempower you. And, you know, yesterday I was thinking about this. I'm thinking I need to push out another podcast about this subject. Uh, By the way, I hope you're all safe and well. Uh, We are in like week nine or something of this soft lockdown And, um, by the way, I say soft lockdown because it is just in case you didn't know, I also hear a lot of people online, you know, yelling and screaming that we're in a serious lockdown. We're so not in a serious lockdown where we, our rights haven't been taken away from us, even if people try to tell you that. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just moving right along because we want to save lives and, be safe and well. And I certainly do hope that you are safe and well in your homes. And with this pandemic, you know, like I said last night, I was like, I've got to push this out. I don't even know what, you know what? I have no idea what I'm going to title this because I have a lot to talk about. So let me just start off by saying that I am a survivor of emotional, physical, and financial abuse by an Armenian man and his family that helped conduct that uh, bad behavior toward me. Just, you know, helped to gaslight and demean and bemoan everything I did. And, uh, you know, just short, just shy of cutting me off from society, really. Uh, you know, they, they managed to pull me away from Everybody, my friends, my career, my workplace, my um, my family, and I I woke up. I woke up one day when I discovered that they were also hiding a secret, a very dark secret from me. I woke up when I found out about my husband's double life, and when I woke up. I decided to take control of a lot of things in my life. Number one, being financial. Since I was financially abused, I took care of that. And I was thinking, you know, I took care of that by listening and reading and just empowering myself with information out there on how to be financially independent and how to make money flow that was not flowing before because of the financial abuse. and. So I took step by step, I, you know, I took measure by measure, step by step, everything I did, I made a budget, I created a budget for myself. 
And I was thinking about this. I was thinking, you know, the other day I was listening to a podcast about how important right now during the pandemic, how important it is to save your money and how important it is to have even the smallest of budgets that you have in order to, you know, um, empower yourself financially. And I was thinking, I'm like, this is exactly, this is right up my alley right now with Armenian Women Empowerment. I feel like as a woman, you need to have a budget for yourself of how much of the bullshit you're willing to take (laughs) from your family, from your lover, from your partner, from your siblings, from your friends. And Armenians, I'm talking to you because we're very, very good at breaking our budgets. Very, very good at that. We're very good at allowing people to step all over us. And I want that to be reexamined. I want you to step back and take a look and say, well, what am I doing? What am I doing to allow the bullshit to creep back in? Am I letting somebody call me names? Am I allowing my spirit to diminish because I feel like it's my business when people spew forth their opinions of me? Are you allowing that to happen? You need to write down a list, just like I write down a list of things that I'm uh, that I am allowing myself to spend on this month, especially during this time and things that I am not allowing myself to spend, and how I'm going to save, and how I'm going to bring everything current um, and still, and still, you know, right above water, if that makes sense. I'm trying to make sense there. Sorry. I, you know, I'm also like pandemic out like everybody else. I'm like sitting here in my, in my new studio while I talk to you, And I'm just pacing the floor of my new studio, which is my bedroom and my master bath, and I'm making it work. This is also where I do most of my work while we're in stay-at-home orders. I do most of my, uh, um, you know, my employment work here on my uh, Chromebook, and that's it. We're all just making it work. Everybody's doing their best to make it work, and that's it. And I realize that if I do my work well here and help you empower yourselves, then I'm also doing that for you. And to me, giving is everything. Giving is a very big uh, guarantee that receiving will come. So what am I How am I com- I'm comparing, you know, having a budget, basically having giving yourself a limit on what you will allow to come into your lives. Will you allow the toxic members of your family that call you, you know, things like amot and, um, uh, you know, amot meaning shameful. Uh, Will you allow them to continue that banter? Will you allow someone to constantly tell you what to do without offering to help? Will you allow that? Will you allow the gaslighting to ensue? Will you allow people to continue to say, well, your opinion doesn't matter because, you know, it didn't happen. You're making it up. Do you hear that a lot? I used to. I used to hear that a lot when I was 
with my ex-husband, he used to tell me that I'd make things up. So frustrating when you hear that because it makes you, it puts you in the position of being a liar. Essentially, it was like, you're making things, what do people do when they make things up? They're a liar, right? So frustrating to hear that. Are you being called miserable? That's another interesting word, by the way, an interesting word that I hear go on between uh, women. The other day I was called miserable. I must be miserable for having an opinion. Um, There was a post online about something and I voiced my opinion about um, what, you know, what the poster was talking about and offering some some kind of question at the end because I really wanted to know like where they were coming from. What's the position you're coming from? Because it sounds like you're saying this and this is how it really, you know, this is how it really is. And um, without going into detail on what the subject was, the the responder <laughs> obviously didn't like my offer of a different side. The responder the poster and the responder, the commenter to my comment did not like that. She was like, well, you must be a miserable person. She actually said that. And I've come to recognize that when Armenians say you must be a miserable person, they're coming from certain regions. Okay. I'm sorry to say this, but I know exactly where they're coming from. I know exactly the boarding school that it came from. Or if it didn't come from the boarding school, I know exactly what part of the Armenian region uh, that we come from, the region that we come from, the diaspora. I know exactly that it's an Eastern Armenian saying. It's something an Eastern Armenian would say that you're miserable. You must be miserable because X, Y, and Z. Now, you're not miserable. (laughs) I want to reassure you that you are not miserable. Just because somebody calls you miserable doesn't mean you are. And what does miserable mean? Like here in the United States, the word miserable really means down and out, like horribly down and out. Like you don't have a pot to piss in, as they say in in England. That's that's an interesting uh, term. We we watched Angela's Ashes. My, My son and I, I thought he was ready to see Angela's ashes and and he asked me what that pot was and I'm like that's their pot that they piss in (laughs) and so when somebody says they're miserable that's what's happening it's living in the time living in the neighborhood that um that they lived in in the movie Angela's ashes it's a miserable neighborhood that floods and rains and sewage goes all over no sewage system I should say and it's all over the place and trash everywhere and no bathrooms and maybe one pot to piss in maybe one and it doesn't even look like a pot you would want to sit over to use the bathroom and so I'm you know I'm on this like I said I'm online and it's Armenian, who doesn't know me from Adam, just didn't like what she heard. She didn't like that I had another opinion, another side. She didn't like that. She didn't like my question, apparently. I just asked for clarity on it because it sounded like she had said something else and I wanted to learn. But no, instead of learning from each other, she's calling me miserable. You must be miserable. (laughs) And that's it. I'm like, okay, now I'm done because I can't change that. 
I can't change years and years of conditioning. I can't, I trust me, I have that experience. You cannot change. I thought I could change my ex-husband and his family when they called me miserable, when they told me I was making things up, when they gaslighted me, okay, when they drew me away from the things I loved and my family and said that I was miserable. I, you know, I'm done. I know that you can't change it. Okay. And I'm here to say that you are A, you're not miserable. B, just because someone called you that does not mean you are. Don't fight with it. Walk away. During this pandemic, I know some of you are in households right now where people say and think that about you. They call you on what? They call you miserable. They tell you you're making things up. They're not supporting you. They're against you. And you have to decide if your budget is going to allow for that. Once you decide that your budget does not allow for someone to call you such horrific names. I mean, now that I told you, <laughs> those of you who have seen the movie Angela's Ashes, please raise your hand. <laughs> comment below the whatever podcast wherever you're listening to this podcast I would love to know if you know exactly what I'm talking that's what miserable is miserable isn't somebody who stands up for themselves or responds in a way that questions or um, offers a different opinion <laughs> and by the way opinions are just that they're opinions somebody's opinion of you is none of your business. I love this saying. I love this so much. And I, you know, I I want to remind everybody that 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 an opinion is just that. It's an opinion. It's not factual. Um it might have some truth. You I hope that you have educated opinions and I hope that you use your best judgment with things, but it doesn't mean that it defines who you are. So when I was called miserable, it just kind of reminded, it kind of went, oh my God, I was like, oops, I am talking with someone who either went to the Indian boarding school that my, uh, that my husband graduated from, or they are from the region of his birth, somewhere between um, Abadan and um, Tehran. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry, you know, and Look, you know, I know a lot of you are like listening to this and going, okay, come on, you just insult. No, I didn't. I'm telling you my truth. <laughs> and trust me, no one in America is going to be calling you miserable unless you really are, unless you're down and out and you're homeless in the streets. You are not miserable. There's nothing to be miserable over if you have a roof over your head, running water, a toilet to use, <laughs> running, functioning heating system, or a window to open for fresh air, you're not miserable. Okay, so and that that should be in your budget. Th that should be in your budget. What I mean by that, it should, you should have like a line that slashes through, you know, the, the names that you're gonna allow people to call you. My budget <clears throat> only allows for praise. It allows for opinions, it allows for differing opinions, but largely involves praise. 
that's the family I'm going to be around. Okay, that's the, the kind of verbiage I'm going to be around. That's the energy I'm going to be around. And right now I'm, I'm around my lovely cats and my son, and they provide a lot of praise to me. But every once in a while, you know, my son was uh, um, a victim of this uh, abuse too, and he witnessed quite a bit. And every once in a while, he, you know, falls off track and and uh, uses uses things. He he calls me names that my uh, husband called me that he heard him call me like monster. You're a monster. When I have a differing opinion about whether he can play his video games or not. Um, you're a monster for not letting me do X, Y, and Z. That doesn't come from um, a teenager. That doesn't come from a 10, 11, 12-year-old boy. That comes from a direct, uh, you know, a, a contact with a man that emotionally abused me and called me those names in front of our son. And so every once in a while I have to, you know, stop him and say, nope. That word isn't in my budget. That I don't allow for that. That's not something that's on my monthly budget plan, my yearly budget plan, my daily. But it's nothing that I allow. And I know you heard that. And you need to apologize. We're not calling mommy those names. And you too shouldn't be allowing anyone calling you names, especially during this time when we need each other. We need to support each other so much. We need to live a life that, you know, in Armenian we say violink, right? We need to violin in this life. We need to show off our beauty, show off our smarts and our education. I don't mean pompously I don't mean show off as in you know smarty pants and you know stuck up I don't mean that but we do need to show off and praise ourselves for who the strong empowered women we are okay so if somebody's telling you you know their opinion of you again it's just their opinion, and it's none of your business. In fact, you can tell them that. You want to know what you can say to the next person that says you're amot, you're lazy, what you do is, you know, you don't even work. I used to hear that a lot, too, from my ex-husband. I don't even work. Apparently, working in education isn't work, but whatever. That was his way of, you know, uh, passive-aggressively gaslighting me into thinking that I didn't have a meaningful, important career. And so when people are saying that to you, you need to turn to them, stand up for yourself, and say, oh, no, 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 we are not doing that. I don't have that kind of verbiage. I don't have that kind of energy allowed in my budget. Well, what do you mean your budget? What are you talking about? Budget is something financial. And no, you're, you know what? Let them spin. Let them spin on that. That's fine. Let it go. You said what you said. You have a budget. You have an emotional and financial and physical budget that you go by. 
your emotional budget is just as important as your personal financial budget will allow. It's just as important. It's just as powerful and just as empowering as a financial planning budget would be. Okay, so please try your best to see that everybody has an opinion. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with an opinion. I don't know what I'm going to call this. I, I still don't know what I'm going to call this podcast. I have a feeling it's going to be called Empowered Opinions. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Emotional Budget. Um, I'm working on it. I love you all. Thanks for listening again and have an empowered rest of your day. Bye.